0: Thank you so much for joining me today on The Social Media Chef. This is me, Chris Tompkins, coming to you every single week with the latest in online marketing and cooking tips for you and yours in the kitchen. Today's show is pretty cool. We have some really, really great tips on Twitter. Um, Segment one, we're going to talk about how many times you should tweet and how to put together a little Twitter schedule to keep you on track on a consistent basis. We're going to follow that up with autoresponders on Twitter. And is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I'm going to lay the playing field out and let you play. Um, Then we're going to wrap it all up with a nice, (laughs) let's just say unique recipe for um, buffalo chicken wing cupcakes. Yes, you've heard that right. Buffalo chicken wing cupcakes. Yep, they sound terrible, but... They are absolutely delicious. So, thanks so much for joining us. And I'm going to see you on the other side of this break. And we're going to talk Twitter, okay? So, join us right in a few minutes on the social media show. If you're like me you're getting a little bit tired of always talking about one aspect of marketing which is social media now I love social media don't get me wrong but there's a lot of other things that um, businesses can use just like mine and yours to build their businesses using marketing so that's why we created the social the social is not exclusively a social media group It's about a bunch of people internationally getting together to talk about marketing ideas and sharing trends, tips, tactics, strategies, and also helping one another build their businesses. Follow us on Twitter, at The Social Go, to find out more about what we plan in the future, what type of events we're going to be. If we're going to be in your neighborhood, you have to follow us in order to find out. We have a television show coming out, and our website will be up in no time flat. So you need to go on Twitter, follow at The Social Go, and learn how you can get involved in this brand new community. Thanks for coming back after the break on The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. On today's show, again, we're going to be talking a little bit about Twitter. Um, with this segment, I really want to talk about how many times a day do you need to tweet. So first, if you're first time joining us here on The Social Media Chef, please make sure to uh, trot over to Twitter and tweet us at the social Chef. Or you can also connect with us at servefreshmedia.com. That's www.servefreshmedia.com. On our website, we have all of our past shows, lots and lots of blogs on social media marketing, online marketing, cooking, you name it. We have it all there at the website as well as some exclusive downloads. So don't hesitate. trot over there and make sure to share some of that stuff with your friends. Now, what I wanted to talk to you about first today is um, how many times do you tweet or how many things should you be doing a day on Twitter? You know, I get this question all the time, and it's one of those questions that it's kind of tough to answer, especially if you're a quote-unquote Twitter newbie. For me... I think that when you first start off with Twitter, you really have to do your own due diligence and figure out how you want to use it, how other people are using it. look at your competition, seeing how they're using it to kind of get your bearings on how to start off so once you get your once you're finding right the right people to connect with and people are starting to follow you and you're sharing some good information with them, and you know you're starting to go, then it's going to be okay, well, what do I need to do every single day and there's no real Tried and tested rule on how to be an instant overnight Twitter success, but what I want to share with you today is, and this is something that I really hold true with all of the social media marketing that whenever I'm training somebody or speaking to an audience, I really try to, I think you should put limits on what you do, and you should also plan. Obviously, if you've listened to this show before, I'm all about planning. I'm a little bit of a nerd like that, but I really do think that if you have an effective plan that takes into consideration your time and how much energy you have to expend during that time, you can really save a lot of time and money. So here are the steps I think we need to do. First off, how how much time a day can you spend on Twitter to market your company? Now, I'm talking about a block of time. There's a lot of people that like to do Twitter throughout the day um, or do it three times a day, different stages. I'm just talking about every day, if you sat down and you had time to do it, how much time would you have? Would you have 10 minutes, 20, 30, 5 minutes? You know, that's what you need to figure out first because we need to see how much we can pack into that time in terms of activity. So, first off, how much time? I'm saying an average company probably has anywhere from 15 minutes to a half an hour a day max, okay? I'll tell you later why that's not a problem. Now, we have to identify the different things that we can do during that time. On Twitter, there's a couple main things that you can do to engage with your audience. The first one is tweet, obviously. The first thing you could do is send out something directly from you, which is, as we know, called a tweet. The second thing that you can do is um, you can send someone a direct message. So a direct message is only between you and the other person, whereas a tweet is you're sending it out to everybody that's following you. The next thing that you can do besides a tweet and a direct message is a mention, which has the little at symbol right before it. So if you wanted to mention me saying, wow, Chris, I love your show, (laughs) at the social chef, then what will happen is that tweet that you send will go directly to me, but also anyone who's following me will be able to see that. So, hey, if you want to do that, go for it. I'm not holding you back. (laughs) Um, But that is called dimension. And the other thing that you can do is you can share someone's tweet with your followers or retweet that. Now, obviously, if you have been using Twitter, you've heard these terms before, and this is nothing really that new to you.
1: But
0: what's good about knowing this is that you can identify the four most popular activities on Twitter. Now, obviously, there's searches and you can do lists and there's a million other things, but I really want to focus on the core because the core is what you want to work on first so you can become familiar with how to engage with people and also just really get your bearings. Um, Once you get your bearings, I'll talk to you at the end of this segment and why. You'll have more time to go and do more research and all that good stuff. So what I suggest is doing 8 to 10 of these as a mixture per day. So if you have 15 minutes to a half an hour, two tweets, two mentions, Um, Two to five or so direct message replies um, and two retweets should not be that challenging Um, because what you want to do first is you want to find the right content to engage with. So obviously, tweet twice a day, very simple, with a direct message. People are going to send you direct messages as you follow people and people follow you. So some of them might be stock. Some of them might be autoresponders, which we'll talk about in the next segment. Some of them might be actual questions or actual human interaction. What I suggest is pick two to five of these and respond. Say, hey, I took a look at your blog, the link that you sent me, even though it was an autoresponder. They don't, you know, we don't have to bring that into it. And that will get you in front of them again. And that would also help you begin to engage with that person on a different level. The next thing we have is the mentions. Find some people that your audience or your followers would be interested and if you share their information and start building a relationship with them, start um, mentioning them. If you read an article on one of your trade papers by this author who would it'd be wonderful if that author would endorse your company, start sharing their information or mention a great article at Wall Street Journal or even get it'd be, it'd be better if you find the journalist who did it and did at journalist or whatever. Um, but that's a really good way of doing it, too. And then with retweets, you want to, again, see what your audience would be interested in, your followers, and then start finding great information and retweeting it. If you retweet people that have a nice high number of of contacts and followers, you're getting double duty there because your people are gonna see it, they're gonna see that you're retweeting it, and if you have the at symbol in the retweet, um, which you'll see at some stage when you get in there, um, you'll get even more bang for your buck. Here's the deal, you're doing eight to 10 actions a day in a half an hour. With anything, you're going to get faster and better and quicker at this. So you're going to have more time. It's going to take you 10 minutes instead of 30 minutes to get through it. So fill that time with more activities or start creating less. Start looking at the different tactics you can employ during that time. But if you start off with a consistent list of actions, then you're going to be in like Flint, and it's not going to be a problem for you. So really, create the schedule, stick to it, and I promise you things are going to get better incrementally. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about in the next segment after the break is autoresponders, and should they be used on Twitter, should they not? I'm going to lay the playing field out and then let you decide. Again, this is me, Chris Tompkins, on The Social Media Chef, and I'll talk to you directly after this break. People need the basic necessities of food, shelter, and a sense of self-dignity. The River Fund New York offers programs that are designed to help meet these needs in a safe and supportive environment and support and affirm all people regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. Their numerous volunteer programs, outreach programs, and more help really truly empower people that are near or below the lines of poverty. If you would like to make a difference today, visit them online at riverfund-ny.org. Again, that's riverfund-ny.org. There are no throwaway people, and every dollar helps. This is a very, very important cause and something that you can make a difference in today. So go to online at riverfund-ny.org. chef again that's me, Chris Tompkins coming to you every week with the latest in online marketing. And a little bit of cooking in my kitchen. Again, join us on Twitter at The Social Chef. And visit our website. Please visit the website. I mean, there's so many good things on there that can really help you along. It's basically all of our archive shows. We have all of the different blogs that we've put together with social media marketing, email marketing, online marketing, and all of our recipes. In addition to some exclusive downloads that are free in our download section. So you can find that and more at Uh, www.servefreshmedia.com. Now, we just talked about how many times you should tweet and kind of putting together a little bit of a schedule. Now, what do you do if you want to go a little bit above and beyond? Well, one of the things that you can do on Twitter is you're allowed to automate some of the processes. So you can actually send automatic um, mentions, at replies, whatever you want to call them, um, to people that have just followed you or you've just followed, however you want to set it up. Also, if someone's just followed you and you want to send them a welcome, thanks so much for um, connecting with me as a direct message, you can do that. There's lots of different options. Now, this is a very, very polarizing subject when it comes to autoresponders and, you know, and a lot of aspects of social media, because one of the aspects of social media that's so important is the social aspect, getting engaging, getting in front of people, being a real person. And, you know, I started actually a discussion, a couple of discussions about this on LinkedIn and just... People are just on both sides of the coin. And, you know, and I and I think that that's the way to be. <laughs> I, I really like that because I like people when they feel really passionate about a subject with social media because they're really it means that they really care and they're engaged. Now, I have two different perspectives on this. Number one, I think it's, it's a great way of getting in front of people another time, but it doesn't always work so it's it's not proven to be 90 to 100% effective. Some people absolutely love them. Some people really really love them. So it it does take a little bit of research into your market to see who um if if your target audience is going to be one of those people that are turned off. And you can do that when you're when you're researching your market online and seeing your target market and really understanding how they use social media. But what I want to do here is I just want to kind of talk you through these and you know give you the information that you need and then you can take your take you know go on to Google take a look at these sites and see what you think. If you don't like them, don't use them. If you like them, want to try them out, go for it. I think there's no problem with trial and error. I do not think that they're 100% wrong or 100% right. I think that it is something that is an interesting thing to try, but it doesn't work for everybody. Now. One of the things that you've seen, and I want to talk more about welcome ones, um, welcome direct messages that are automated. Um, These will be in your Twitter account under DM. And so, for example, if you've ever followed somebody, say you follow me. And I send, oh, thanks for following me. Please make sure to tune into our show every Wednesday at 1 p.m. And then I share a link. That's one sort. Another one that you've probably seen is um, once you follow somebody and they say, hey, there's some terrible things being said about you on the Internet. That's an example of a poor use of a direct message autoresponder. And you will see a lot of those. So one of the first things I want to say is when you're choosing the verbiage for one of these, you really, really need... To think about crafting the perfect message if you're going to uh, just say hey like my facebook page or click here or you have some sort of bait and switch type uh, message you don't want to use autoresponders i think that's extremely tacky um, and it does not do anything to build your profile online i know that i get those oh i'll probably say i get between my own personal account probably about 10 to 15 of those spammy, um, go-nowhere, bait-and-switch messages a day. And you know what? I choose to unfollow those people because that's not how I like to interact on Twitter. But if someone tells me about their blog, I'm apt to click and take a look because I'm interested. But that's me. There's some people that don't like anything being auto-generated. So, again, look at both sides of the fence on this one. Um, But if you want to craft a good message, make sure that it's something that's personal. Um, as personal as you can get on something that's automated, right? But it really has to reflect your business and what you, you're positioning and your message. And you know, maybe you have something that could be beneficial to the world at large. You want to talk about it. Send them a link. Get all that good stuff in front of them. And there's two ways you can do it. There's one service called Social Oomph, um, which is O-O-M-P-H. Now, this is a paid version of the um, direct welcome message. All you have to do is go to socialoomph.com, Follow the steps, and you will see the different tutorials on how to set these up. And it's extremely, extremely, extremely simple. Um, another version that um, um, that I saw that was really good, and we've used it a little bit here at Go Media, is Tweet Manager. That's another one that you have to um, sign up for. It's a free service. Um, it was at beta, and it was free when we're talking right now. So you know, who knows how it's going to change over time, but. Tweet Manager is another really great one, um, and it's also very intuitive in how to sign up. Now, once you go through these and you you really do decide to go down this route of autoresponders on Twitter, make sure, really, really make sure that you are tracking this. So, for example, if all of a sudden you start doing autoresponders and the new people that are joining you or leaving you on Twitter it, it, it changes in any way. You really have to monitor it. Um, if you start using these uh, autoresponder services and all of a sudden your numbers go down in terms of followers, or just remain the same, and you haven't changed anything else in your marketing, then obviously the autoresponders are hurting you. If you um, if you put them on and all of a sudden your numbers are growing and you're you're doing great and you're getting more engagement, then they're working um i've seen them go both ways for different people, even for myself i have I have one that I turn on and off and just to track the effectiveness with anything in social media you sometimes you have to take a chance, but never take a chance that you're not i don't want to say calculating but really tracking um tracking is very very important even when you're trying a new tactic because if it works, then hey you're in like Flynn. So that's my take on autoresponders. They're out there for you guys to investigate and try out if you like. If you don't like them, don't use them. If you want to try them, go for it. I'm just giving you a little bit of my take on it so you can make an informed decision on your own. Now, that's all I'm going to say about Twitter today. (laughs) I think we're going to move on to the Chef's Kitchen next when we're going to talk about Buffalo Chicken Wing Cupcakes. Yes, and I've made them, and they're delicious, and I'm going to tell you why you need to try them at your next get-together right after the break here on The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. you've been listening to the social media chef which I have to thank you for Um, I really enjoy doing the show and one of the things that I like to tell everybody is you know it's not just about the show it's about the community and you can find out more about our community at our website social media chef online www.socialmediachefonline.com will have everything that you need to really get jump started in terms of marketing or in the kitchen we have various stories of Twitter marketing, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, YouTube marketing, and are you getting in the kitchen? We have recipes for every different occasion, whether it be casual or formal. Even we have some alcoholic drinks on there that you can make yourself. But visit us online, Social Media Chef Online, and get the latest in downloads, more free ebooks, videos, and a lot more. We hope to see you there at SocialMediaChefOnline.com. we are back. Thanks so much for staying tuned into uh, today's episode. Um, By now, I think you are full to the brim of Twitter knowledge, so you can get out there and start tweeting more intelligently. Um, And now we're going to move on to my favorite segment. I love this segment because this is the one where I can really talk to you about my other passion, which is cooking, and in this case, baking. Okay. Anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely love to throw a party, um, probably to my detriment because I can throw a party every week if I could. <laughs> I absolutely love entertaining. It's really nice bringing together everyone that you love and just, you know, feeding them food that you've made and you put your heart and soul into and seeing their faces and, you know, all the good stuff. So I love a good theme party. So when the Super Bowl rolled around, obviously in America, big, 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 big deal. Um, so... I wanted. I was coming together. Obviously, I was having an open house so people can come early, and you know, you can come later and watch the game. And we had a big screen set up by the pool because we're in Florida, so we obviously have a little bit of uh, heat in the uh, cold winter month. But everything was wonderful, and I was. I had. I had the menu together, and I was making a few things, and you know, just you know, because typically for those who live outside the United States and aren't really familiar with what a Super Bowl party entails. Um, you know, it's cocktail weenies and um, pigs in blankets and um, meatballs and, and just nachos and dip and salsa. And it's lots and lots of appetizer type food. And one of the number one things are buffalo chicken wings. So hot wings with a little bit of celery and blue cheese dressing or whatever. And there you go. That's one of the big ones. So I was trying to put together an idea of I didn't have anything that I was making that I was really excited about. I knew everyone would love the nachos and would love this and that and the other, but I didn't have anything that would really push me out of the box, because that's one of the great things about entertaining. You can always choose something that's a little self-indulgent that you can you can really enjoy putting together and learning how to make, and then everyone else is like, wow, this is great. There was no wild dish. So um, I turned on the news, and there was this, Cupcake that this, these one people were making. This one bakery that was local was making, and they were buffalo chicken cupcakes. And I just never even thought about the whole situation and, and what they were making, their variation. Well, it was a cupcake, an iced cupcake that had um, a chicken wing just plopped on top. But the, the, what you could do is dip the chicken wing in the cupcake, and it had the blue cheese dressing within the cupcake. So. I thought that was disgusting, but I liked the idea, right? I I just thought, like, that would be really neat. I bet if you could make it right, it would actually be, you know, really delicious. So I was trolling through the Internet. Um, Actually, the day before, I had to do some baking. And I came across this wonderful blog called Cupcake Project. And um, Google Cupcake Project. It is absolutely killer. And um, the, uh, the, the girl in charge, the head Cupcake Project lady is Steph. And Steph had this awesome recipe for buffalo chicken cupcakes, and it was exactly how I would like to make them. It was more of a savory cupcake uh, with a more of less of a butter, a sweet frosting, and more of like a savory frosting, and then with the wing just on top. So I'm not going to go through how to actually make it. You can check this out um, on our blog, surfreshmedia.com, and you can see the actual pictures of what the cupcakes looked like when they finished And my beautiful Anita pan that <laughs> I use for everything anymore. Um, but um, they turned out really beautiful, and, I mean, honestly, big shout-out to Steph. The, the cupcake recipe was foolproof, and she was kind enough to allow me to reprint the exact recipe on our blog. So please make sure to check that out. But um, just making it, the flavors that were going into it were absolutely amazing. You know, I've never made a cupcake where the base was <laughs> almost like a cup of Red Hot and brown sugar. And so basically the actual cupcake part, it's a little, has a little bit of a kick because you're having, using a lot of um, red hot red pepper sauce. And so you have that, you have that heat and it's almost like a cornbread-ish type muffin. But what I really enjoyed was making the frosting because the frosting was a blue cheese frosting, and just having a little bit of cream cheese mixed in with the blue cheese crumbles and mixing it all together. Oh my god, it was—it's—it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Because number one, it looks—it sounds disgusting, right? Because the word cupcakes in there. But if you take out the word cupcake and you don't serve it for dessert, <laughs> you're kind of going in the right direction. And um, once you're all done and the cupcakes are set. You get um, some buffalo wings, cool them off, and put them on top, because you don't want them to melt your cupcake. So what I did was made them all the night before and had them ready to go and pulled them out when we had all the guests there. And everyone immediately started taking pictures and saying, what is this? This is the most, this is the most disgusting thing I think I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, I am i know that everyone tends to eat with their eyes first, but uh, I, you know, forced them on them <laughs> as she would. And I wanted to get their real honest opinion. And I would have to say, if I had to do a a poll, I would say 90% of the people there really enjoy it. 10%, you know, the the less adventurous of the eaters in the crowd couldn't get past that it was a cupcake. And they had to unwrap the wrapping. And it's like, oh, there's a chicken wing on top. This looks gross. But it was actually a really, really delicious, savory snack. It had a little touch of sweetness i'm telling you if you have um, if there's anything sporting that you have coming up if you're going to do if there's a football game or hockey or whatever and you're having a bunch of people over this recipe is inexpensive it's fast because if you make your cupcakes from scratch um, ever before you can it has the same you know types of ingredients so it's not it's not too out of the ordinary um, the the uh, ingredients that you're going to use are very inexpensive so I really urge you just to give it a shot. I'm telling you, it will really blow everyone's mind, especially <laughs> as it is like the most ridiculous-looking thing that you've ever you've ever seen before. But I'm telling you, also check out um, like I said before, check out Steph's blog um, Cupcake Project. There are gajillions of great cupcake ideas on there, and you know, next time I go back uh, and need a cupcake recipe, I'm definitely going there. So thanks, Steph, for letting us uh, post it onto our blog. I wanted to let you know, coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking. Um, we have a, we got a wonderful product from our friends at WellBake, and they gave us a whole bunch of their bakeware, and we have been putting together some really great recipes in the kitchen. So in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking, um, we're going to be sharing those, and you can also find them on the blog at servefreshmedia.com. All right, so after the break, um, I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about what's going to be coming up on next week's episode. Do you have a Twitter campaign that isn't going anywhere? Do you have a Facebook campaign that none of your target market is liking at the moment? Do you need some more engagement on LinkedIn? Or how about having some videos on YouTube that you just want more people to see? This is when you need to call Go Media International. We're an online marketing firm that offer crisp, fresh online marketing solutions. We do everything from websites to search engine optimization, to keyword research, to email marketing campaigns, online advertising, you name it. You got to check out our website, it's gomediaonline.com or if you want to talk to somebody about getting some help with your online marketing campaign, call us toll free on 1-866-926-2636 for a free, no obligation consultation. We have lots of ways to help you at Go Media Online, all you do is reach out. Visit us again at gomediaonline.com. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Social Media Chef. On next week's show, we're going to be talking about how uh, to make your marketing plan a good thing, and also, uh, for anybody out there that is doing healthcare marketing, we're going to tell you five reasons why you do need social media now, and we're going to round that off with my own personal recipe for some rustic, easy bread. So join us next week, same time, same channel, on The Social Media Chef, with me, Chris Tompkins.